0: If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call Tip Today on 1-800-938-007. If you don't want to be cancelled, don't say horrible, mean things. Uh, It's simple, says Noel. Um, Yeah, and I mean, you know, I mean, nobody advocates that people should be saying horrible, mean things, but you should be able to have a robust conversation or just an opinion that's different without losing your job or... You know, losing your business or whatever. Um, the Dylan Mulvaney episode with Bud Light Fran is a classic backfire of woke and canc- cancel uh, culture. Well, that's that's for sure. I mean, that really was so destructive to uh, Bud Light having uh, Dylan Mulvaney uh, as the the face of the organization. Somebody else saying cancel culture and woke. Destroying the Western world, the strong, masculine, brave males are being wiped out of the Western armies, while Russia and China are building their mighty military empires. Says somebody, uh, Patrick, uh, reminding us that Pierce Morgan and Sharman uh, they were cancelled by Talk TV over the whole Meghan Markle uh, thing. Um, in October of 2023, Fran Leo Vradkar said, "There's a limit." on the state's capacity and we are very much at that. That was five months ago but nothing has been done to stop uh, the flow. Um, another listener saying in regard to yesterday's chat about the Irish language I'm a fluent Irish speaker living in Tipperary and from the Gael'tacht in Connemara uh, in County Galway. I only speak Irish at home in Galway. Very little here, but I try to teach my kids, which they are picking up on. Uh, There should uh, be way more courses or pop-up shops or some meetings to learn and to teach Irish. It is our language. No need to be foreigners in our own country. It's very shameful, says one of our listeners. Brian was on to say... I'm appalled by the populist and condescending attitude that Sinn Féin are adopting. They have lost their way and they're becoming conformist to the established political system and to Europe. And furthermore, they refuse to boycott uh, their White House visit to genocide Joe and his buddies and uh, it goes on to give us more information there uh, as well. Brian says, I was a Sinn Féin supporter since the 1970s, but no longer, and there's more like me. All right, let us speak about gardening uh, to Alton Nesbitt. Good morning to you, Alton.
1: Good morning, friend.
0: Good to talk. Has spring sprung, so to speak, Alton?
1: Absolutely. I mean, as it has been fantastically mild and um, everything is just coming into really good colour at the moment. And, I mean, the snowdrops have given a great display and even the daffodils are in full bloom now as well. Or I love the the, the brown cover sicklements um, uh, and they're, they're particularly good as well. Even though, when we do get sunlight, the crocus does open up uh, the lovely sunny heads as well at this time of the year. Um, what's been very good as well have been the helibores. And I love the hellebores the, the because they're little bit Christmas roses and they come in a variety of colours as well. But they have given a fantastic display this year because, I mean, it's, it has been so mild. Lots of plants have really kind of burst into growth, really. And lots, lots of things are starting to sprout quite early as well. You know, things like um, even the, the lilacs are starting to bud out mm. and, and um, even the clematis and things like that are all starting to grow quite, quite um, early. So hopefully we don't have a late frost that will will burn that back a little bit. So um, if, if you have plants that are a little bit frost sensitive. Now, sort of like the lovely camellias. Now, they're in full bloom as well. You have the lovely pinks and the whites and the reds. Those, and they're the lovely acid-loving plants. The camellias. You so often kind of have it as a hedge or even as a climber as well. They're, they're particularly good. And camellia donation is probably one of the hardier varieties, really, uh, to grow. Listen, in, in tipperary, it's quite a hard, hardy variety. Um, but again, if you get a late frost just covered uh, with a frost piece over over the camellia the just to protect the buds from any late frost so that it will mm. prolong the flowering of it right into, into um, late spring anyway. Because it
0: has been remarkably mild, even though we're told it's going to get colder in in the next few days.
1: Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, really things that um, are a little bit frost There There's a lovely thing there called Cerro Confuser, which is the Christmas box as well, and that has a magnificent scent of it. Um, uh, but, I mean, there'll be a lot of soft growth on a lot of the, the shrubs. So, really, anything that has budded out Especially even your hydrangeas, and particularly hydrangeas, really, because I mean, they have quite large um, uh, buds that come out first. Um, so if you get a late frost, it tends to knock them off or burn them. So with your hydrangeas, really co- cover them with a frost fleece over them. It's like a sheet that you just drape over your hydrangeas or your camellias as well, so they're protected from any, any late frost, so you don't get any, any frost burn or damage on the, on the lovely um, plants that are, are, are yeah. in flower now at the moment.
0: Shrubs and trees and climbers that we can be planting.
1: Yeah, I I like to kind of prolong the the period. I mean the the snowdrops and the daftas are were, are lovely now at the moment. We really kind of prolong the the colour right through the spring. I I like to plant other ball, spring bulbs as well. Things like the anemones or the bluebells. But even the wild garlic is particularly good. And they're kind of rampant uh, plants. They'll kind of take over. They're, they're, they're quite good, uh, let's say, under a woodland area. Or if you have a kind of a large shrubbery area, uh, they're good to underplant because they're quite hardy. And then they tend to self seed and spread themselves along because there's nothing nicer than a drift of um, uh, bluebells and, and, and the wild garlic. So you have the lovely blue and the white uh, of them um, in colour. There's a lovely kind of Spanish um, uh, scilia, um Bluebell, which has lovely kind of pinks and whites through it as well, which are particularly nice as well. Or I think called Fuchsia, and these are lovely bell-type flowers, the the they're, they're almost like a meadow flower really, mm. but they're fantastic, you know, under trees as well. And to give it, a, so it's nice to have a kind of display of the anemones, the the bluebells, the wild garlic, and and even the areas as well. There's a lovely thing called Blue Muscari. These are lovely grape hyacinths. And they're lovely at the edge of a border. Even if you have a kind of a curbing or anything like that, you just put them down along the edge. And the muscarias you can get them in blue or white as well. Um, and the grape hyacinths, but they can just cascade over the side of the um, uh, curb Beautiful. as well. Yeah. So it gives that, gives that lovely effect. Other plants then that are very good for, uh, let's say for your rockery and things like that, are the lovely um, alpine plants. And I love the alpine plants because... They're not like the bedding plants. You can you, you once you sow, sow the alpine plants, you have them for life. Mm. They tend to grow and self seed, and they form a kind of a carpet. Colors things like the orbishes and arabis, or even the allison saxophiles, or even saxifrages. These are lovely kind of almost pink cushion plants. So they kind of form a carpet, um, almost nearly three foot in diameter. Um, but you have the lovely blues, the pinks, the whites, the reds. And even the yellow, the lovely allison Staxophile, which has that lovely yellow flower as well. Other things as well that are quite good to interplant there as well, there's something called oxalis. And the oxalis has that lovely plum foliage on it, almost like a shamrock, actually, there's the shamrock leaf on it, which is particularly nice. But also that lovely flower, kind of a, almost like a little bell that comes out in it as well. And these are easy plants to grow. You often find them um, actually on dry stone walls cascading down mm. over You often have this kind of all mass, massive blue or pink just uh, trailing down over, over uh, a old dry stone wall. And they're really good because, I mean, they tend to sell seed in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, amongst the, the rocks as well and uh, with very little soil. And still, they give a fantastic display. Um, so very easy plants to grow and very, very hardy as well. So things like the rockery prints are very good. Other things then for kind of more sh- the shrubs type of things I like are the Barnabrook Woodyagy. And this is a lovely, but the Viburnums are very good. Um, you have the Viburnum tinus, which is the lovely hedging type Viburnum, which is flowering all winter long. But we really need to have something that's coming into flower now. Uh, the Brookwoodiae are very good. Lovely, lovely scented um, flowers that come out in them. Mm-hmm. And they're coming into, into flower now, um, or right into late spring. And, and really, it's lovely to have something that has great scent. Uh, on it. There's viburnum Opulus as well, which is a lovely snowball tree. Um, or even what I like is a lovely splash of gold uh, in amongst your borders. And use a thing called prosythia. And proscythia is, is is the lovely golden flowering shrub. Um, and some massive um, uh, blooms are uh, going to come on it in the next month. So um, you'll have this massive splash of, of yellow. And another thing called spirea, spirea gutta, which is uh, called the bridal wreath. And this is a lovely um, uh, arching. Uh, flowers that come out in it, um, there's a thing called Excluderia, the bride as well, which is lovely arching flowers, or white flowers, come out of it, um, in in kind of mid to late spring as well. So really, you can have lots of other uh, plants that come into flower in the next couple of weeks, really, and mm. um, that will prolong the, the spring spring flowering plants. Other things then is a the thing called as Sea uh, Notus. Which, um so when you see you see when you see this plant you will notice it so as the really sea notice it has a lovely um california lilac and has this massive blue flowers that come out in it it's a very very lovely shrub to have either at the at the gateway of, of, of the entrance going in or even um at the end of, end of the, the borders because this kind of draws the eye down if you have this massive blue blue mound of flowers that come out in it so the sea notice is quite quite a nice plant to have in your garden climbers then, I love a thing called Citus Batendiri, where even though I'm sure the honeysuckles are very good as well. Um, the Citus Batendiri is the Moroccan broom, and that has sort of golden flowers out of it as well. With beautiful silver foliage. Very unusual, really, um, for, for Citus. Mm. Uh, it, it, has, it has a scent, very um, bright, bright silver foliage. So if you have that, the, the Citus Batendiri and the sea notus together, you'll have the blue, the silver, and the gold together, which is really um, attractive on growing on a wall. Um, and of um, course, the sea um, notus is evergreen as well. It gives a good contrast to the the citrus baccanieri. It sounds gorgeous. Then, yeah. yeah, mm. um, there's lovely shrubs then, the larger ones really that you could grow. Don't um, you like? You also often have the rhododendrons, the azaleas, or even the pears, forest plants. These are all the acid-loving plants, but they give a, a fantastic display. Um, in the borders now the rhododendron um the, the one that we don't want to grow is the rhododendron ponticum that's the one that's quite invasive so there are other varieties that are more clump forming or or that they keep, keep they don't um, invade there's a question um, uh ideal for containers actually even as well um because they're acid loving azaleas then are fantastic lovely hot colors come from them yellows oranges and golds uh, are particularly good, or the Pierre's fire flame. I like that one because the new growth that comes on that is bright red, and then you have this lovely lily of the valley white flower that comes out of it as well. Ideal for containers or for for out in out in the borders as well. Now, you see, you're asking about trees as mm, well. Yes, I, I I I love the trees. There's a lovely um uh, trees at the moment in flower, and um, you often see it on your drive around. Um, it's this lovely um, it's a thing called a prunus. Uh, uh, it's it's a, a purple plum. But you'll see this lovely pale pink flower um, uh, tree, in, in flower now at the moment. But then in later on then it has this lovely plum foliage that comes on right through the whole summer as well, which is particularly nice. But, um, the cherry trees are probably the nicest ones to have um, in kind of mid to, to to late spring. And there's a lovely one called uh, Prunus amigalia, uh, which is the lovely double pink flowering. Um, because it's, it's a very upright, very almost like a pillar. Mm. Or prunus, prunus canzans, which everybody knows. It's a quite large um, uh, cherry tree. But it's almost like confetti. Um, when, the, when the flowers come off, it's almost like confetti that, that comes off it. And it gives a great display uh, right through the mid to late spring as well. Or there's lovely ones so if you ever grow it <laughs> or to have in your garden, if you mm. have a smaller garden, uh, there's a one called uh, Cherite. And this is the tabletop cherry. But it's lovely. Um, it goes to about 12, 12, 15 foot, but almost like a flat top on it, which has this almost like a, a canopy that uh, forms and double white flowers that come out in it. Very, very effective in the smaller garden, which are a magnificent bloomer. It really, really blooms yeah, uh, quite, they're quite they're well. They're all lovely
0: ideas because as some of us, we tend to go back to the same uh, plants and shrubs every single year. And maybe, it's a, maybe this is the year when we should branch out, if you'll forgive the pun, a little bit.
1: Well, really, yeah, and because there is such a wide variety mm. of trees available, I mean, even uh, like there's a lovely there's a, uh, the white thorn, which would be native thorn, but but it's, 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 there's one called um, uh, Paul Scarlet, which is a lovely, kind of deep red, pink flower flowering mm. um, uh white thorn, and that's quite a hardy one for exposed areas. And that will be coming into Florence in the next couple of weeks as well. Can I ask you um, about uh,
0: that? Because Tom was on to us about white thorn, and he's yeah. uh, he's wondering about a disease that appears to be affecting uh, white thorn at the moment. Uh, he says a report saying that imported white thorn is prone to disease. Does Alton know about that?
1: Yeah, with white thorn, what's, what's happened with white thorn, you get an awful from mould or mildew. That, 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 that uh, comes on to it. But there's also um, a, f- a fungal bacteria that will attack it. But really with, with the Irish, bo- Irish grown white thorn is, is the stuff to go if you can get it. Um, you can get them in bundles of 50. They're actually a euro each um, uh, to plant. But uh, if you're planting a hedge of it, you plant about seven per metre, kind of four and three, do a double row of them. Now they grow quite easily, the white thorn, um, in exposed areas. Um, and they make a very fantastic um, stock-proof fence really, um, that's particularly good. Now, we we sell the white thorn in in Nina there Mm -hmm. in the uh, store. So it's uh, the the Beirut Hedging. Mm -hmm. In Mm Arabon, in in the Beirut Hedging. Um, So it's quite a good hardy hedge too. So it's it's part of the acres thing as well. So um, we have a good good variety of those in. Um, Again, it's recommended. Once you plant them, though, it's it's a good idea to cut them back to about six inches. Uh, from the ground to make them branch out a lot better from the very very base. Because what you don't want is a leg on the hedge, and um, mm-hmm. so a bare bare bottom. So it's very important to cut it back down low uh, to encourage it to to branch out at the very base, and you have a much uh, thicker hedge. And I always like white thorn, um, almost like round topped. Um, so if you can can, can round the top hmm. of, of the, the white horn, it makes a much better effect. And as so well as by doing that, there's light getting to the bottom of it, bottom of the hedge, so it's very very full from the bottom of them up, uh-huh. um, and it make, makes a fantastic hedge. And then every so often, you can plant a Paul Scarlet in between, just have the lovely pink and the white flowering uh, uh, white horn in bloom in late spring. Yeah, lovely. So ideas. They're, uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're a lovely, lovely tree. Yeah, oh, John- other trees.
0: Yeah, go go on, Alton. I beg your pardon. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sorry, no, there's other trees then that are really lovely as well um, to, to plant, or to think about anyway, uh, to, to have in your garden, are the mallaces. And these are the lovely crab apple trees. Um, I like them because I mean, the, the bees love them. They're, they're, they flower quite early and um, they're great for the bees and the birds because they form these lovely little apples on them as well. So they're, they're very edible. Mm. So there's one called Malus golden hornet, which has this lovely golden little apple on it. Or then the John Downy, which is, uh, has the red. So they're lovely in, in, in clusters as well to, to have the contrast of those two. Or there's one called Profusion, uh, And this, this has a mass of flowers out of it um, in, in mid-spring as well. And really is a fantastic display of plum um, uh, flowers that come out in it. So the crab apples are very good as, as pollinators as well. They're very good for, to, if you have an orchard, uh, it's good to have um, a crab apple in, in, in amongst the orchard as well to pollinate, to cross-pollinate your apple trees or, or even your cookers as well. Mm. And you see, because it has so, such an amount of flowers on it, really an abundance of them, that it pollinates most uh, other fruit trees as well, so it's particularly good. Mm-hmm. There's lovely, go- there's lovely uh, other trees as well to have in mid-summer. So I, I keep going on about trees, but it's one of my things. Mm. Uh, I, there's a lovely one called Viburnum bathi. It's lovely golden rain, um, and that has a, a, a great display of yellow, long yellow pea-like flowers. It's almost like a wisteria but as a tree. So it has this long yellow flower, uh, pea-like flower that comes out from it, and really is is a magnificent um, flower for a small garden as well, because it doesn't grow too big. Um, So about 12 to 15 foot, but Um, neat-shaped.
0: John says, I spent a fortune trying to stop my hostas from being eaten by slugs, but without success. I even transferred into pots, but no success. Wondering how you deal with this
1: problem. Yeah, with hostas, uh, I, lo- I love hostas myself because the, and the growth. What, what are they? Well.
0: Sorry, forgive me. It, it,
1: it, yeah, it, it's, it's a long. It's a, they're herbaceous perennials, but it has a bit, uh, an oblong leaf on it. Mm. Um, you can get it in blue or or green or even variegated leaf on it, which is quite well. Uh, they're sunshine, n- so you you have these lovely big oval leaves that come out in it. So they're fantastic now in shaded areas or um, even dappled shaded areas that they do quite well. Ideal for containers because the secret with them and, and the whole thing with the hostas is slugs do love them. So mm. as soon, as soon, they're starting to sprout up now. So they have these spear-like uh, uh, leaves coming up uh, from the base. Uh, so what you want to do is protect that um, leaf from being damaged by slugs. So when 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 the leaf unfolds, you don't have holes in the leaf. So really, is what I tend to do. If I have them out in a border, oatmeal is put a put a a, a, a line of oatmeal around the outside of the um, stool of where where the hosta is growing, and the the slugs will eat the oatmeal instead of the the hosta itself. Or if you have if you have the hostas in containers, use um, a a band of copper a copper band around the pot and that will stop the slugs from climbing up onto the pot. So that's a that's a, wow. a good way to do it. They don't like the, the, the feel of copper. It tends to, to give them a shock. So if you, put a, you can get this band of copper that you put around the pots, and that keeps the slugs away from your hostas as well.
0: Very okay. interesting. Um, somebody else saying when you ask, Alton, is it too early to plant Gladioli uh, bulbs?
1: Well, not at all. Um, it's, it's great to, to uh, uh plant all your summer bulbs now as well. We have lovely um, gladioli or crocosmias or even the dahlias as well or even the begonias. These are great um, plants to sow. Now with, with the gladioli, I always think, because they're quite tall, it, it's good to have them near a the base of a wall or um, so that you can give them support. Um, so near a near base of wall, so that that's the wall will give them support and then you can have a line in front of them just to give them or you get these herbaceous perennial um, stakes that you can um, uh, um, give them support as they're growing, because uh, the leaves are quite tall. Uh, it tend, once the weight of the flowers on it, it tends to make them drag down to the ground. So really, they need support uh, when you plant them, and always plant five bulbs together to have a good display. Um, now, I like the gladiola because they have they have a great colour right through the whole um, uh, midsummer, really. But again, they need support and shelter where you're planting because they're quite tall.
0: right? And just finally and briefly, uh, because we've had a few calls in about this, um, moss on the tarmac. I, I don't think yeah. I've ever come across it as bad as it is this year for some reason or
1: other. It, it, it is. Well, it's because it has been so wet. I mean, it hasn't stopped raining really all year. Yeah, uh, and, and, um, um, so, and and everywhere is quite saturated. And and everywhere has gone so green as well. Now, I, there's a great product on the market. Um, it's a thing called tipped up drive gear. Now, it comes in a 5 litre, like a pink liquid um, and you use one litre to five litres of water and spray that over your tarmacadam or even your concrete or your path and that will that get rid of any algae or green moss that's on on your um, tarmacadam. It's, it's quite a good product to use. Um, again, so the tip-top drive clear um, is the best mm-hmm. one to use.
0: Alton, uh, great to have you back and thanks very much indeed for coming on with us. Thank you. Good morning to you. That is our horticulturalist, uh, Alton Nesbitt there of Arabon and he'll be with us uh, every single week now that spring has sprung and all of that That's it for me, Leanne produced Ali was out and about for us on the village tour today, Stephen is on the way with the time tunnel and I'll talk to you tomorrow, look after yourselves won't you, bye bye